1: To inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. The guest on my podcast today is Bobby Bryant, founder and CEO of DOS. Every industry in the country has
0: become more automated and economical. If you think about the promise of technology, it was to do two things. The promise of technology was to save us time and money. So in real estate, when you think of all of the technological advancements of today, yet the cost to transact real estate hadn't changed. The biggest issue for a lot of people is the barrier of entry of cost to get into a home or, or a seller who has to sell a million dollar house and give away $60,000 of their equity. Can we be a bit more, how can we be in 2020 charging the same fee that we charged in the early 1900s? It looks like the real estate industry struggles with a win-win. Why does somebody have to lose in this equation?
1: This is Bobby. He's been in the real estate industry for 20 years. He began his journey in the mortgage business and in 2008, took one year off to relentlessly study and understand the collective real estate industry, what happened and what's to come. And that sparked the idea to found DOS. DOS is on a mission to develop the best technology to make home ownership in America more affordable. This inspired me, and hence I invited Bobby to my podcast. We explore what's broken in the real estate industry when it comes to finding and buying properties. We dig into the opportunity to create a win-win approach, i.e. a world, When nobody has to lose, and how technology and data has a fundamental role in realizing this. Finally, we discuss what it takes to build a software business that people would miss if it was gone. By listening to this podcast, you will learn four things. Firstly, how a position of advantage can be created if you think about win-win, i.e., provide a unique value for both parties at the table, not just one. Secondly, why instead of talking like a rocket scientist, you should soften your message and talk like a truck driver. Thirdly, why the companies of the future are going to be those companies that figure out how to make people feel good and feel good about themselves. And fourthly, why you have to be prepared to pay attention for continuous evolution. So hi, Bobby. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast today and make the time available on your crazy schedule. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I mean, we connected on LinkedIn and you mentioned that you were yeah, in connection with another podcast guest that I recently had on my podcast, Van West, CEO of Vocalytics. Exactly. We both ended up kind of ranking to the top in the pitch, pitch composition. Let's discuss that when we talk about the big idea behind your company. Before we start and do that, a little bit about you. see a big smile on your face, but it's the audio of a podcast, so uh, I can already <laughs> see where this is going. If you would have to to describe yourself in three words, what words would you choose? Wow. Three words. person or entrepreneur. Focused, determined, vivid. Okay. I get the most fantastic words all the time with these type of questions. (laughs) Vivid. Like. I like that. I like that. Well, I mean, talking about your company, Ask DOS, I've done my research on that. And we had a short conversation on that on on LinkedIn. This is what's. You're transforming the real estate industry. But I mean, you can talk about this much better than I can. What is the big idea behind your company?
0: To radically evolve the way people search and transact real estate. To us, it's that simple. Underneath the current, it is complex and have a lot of moving pieces. But the objective here is to humanize and mobilize big data in the most asset-rich industry in the world. When you think of all of the data, the historical data, the data not only about the home or homes itself, but in addition to that, the data surrounding the neighborhoods, the areas in which these homes reside themselves. And so when you think of some of our competitors and the other websites, they pretty much focus just on the property with basic information. Yeah. You know, price, size, lot size, some basic or generic features. But we wanted to make home search and transactions, we wanted to bring it into the next era. And so that's the big idea that, that surrounds our development.
1: Cool. I mean, on your website, it actually says make home ownership more affordable. So, I mean, talking about that affordable piece, so that means it's currently not affordable. What is the big problem here? What is going wrong with the traditional way of, of approaching this? So the approach of,
0: you know, our aspect of tackling affordability is by way of the cost of, you know, the real estate transaction, right? Every industry in the country has become more automated and economical. Yeah. If you think about the promise of technology, it was to do two things. The promise of technology was to save us time and money. So in real estate, when you think of all of the technological advancements of today, yet the cost to transact real estate hadn't changed. Yeah. And so what we believe at DOS is that if we could better automate this process, if we could make it more efficient, then why not make it more economical for the consumer to transact? And so with that being said, we do reduce the costs to sell a property instead of the standard fee, we charge a reduced cost, but are actually able to provide better service because we yeah. leverage technology. And for the buyer, we actually provide them a portion of the commission here in the States to help lower their closing costs making it more economical and feasible for them to qualify and get into a home. That's the biggest issue for a lot of people is the barrier of entry of cost to get into a home or or a seller who has to sell a million dollar house and give away $60,000 of their equity. Can we be a bit more, how can we be in 2020 charging the same fee that we charged in the early 1900s?
1: Uh, exactly. Yeah, right? True. Oh. Yeah, well, that's correct. I live in Europe and I see different approaches country by country. I think we had this discussion on LinkedIn and I mean, in the Netherlands, I think everything has been pretty organized so far because at least there's one website where, where you can find all the homes and also information about the, sur- the surrounding areas. You can walk around in the street and see who the neighbors are and so on. And, but for example, when I moved to Spain 12 years ago, it was horrible. I mean, just in a town that is ne- next next to mine, in a town called Denia, it's 40,000 citizens. They had 250 brokers. Wow. It's crazy because all these houses are put on the market and they have at least four or five brokers that try to sell them. And yes. All of these brokers have their own website. So if you want to find houses, you, you just have to explore broker after broker after broker. Possibly yeah. 20, 30 websites you have to go through. That's, of course, completely non-transparent, no addresses. You, so you cannot do your homework up front. Is that what yeah. you solve also from a perspective in from that perspective in North America?
0: Yeah, so the, the information here is a little bit m- a little bit more vast than you know countries maybe like the UK. Because primarily due to the business model it is different. In UK, these estate agents, as you guys call them, they pay a platform to have access to uploading their inventory. Yeah, true. W- whereas in the States, we have what we call multiple listing services. And so we can go to data providers and those data providers will provide us that data on behalf of these agents who are trying to sell that property. So we, along with all of the other big platforms like DOS, our objective is to market those properties, whatever our business model is. But for the agent, the realtor, which is what we call them here, they're able to give their property more exposure yeah, yeah. In order to get it sold on multiple platforms. So you could come to five, six different platforms in the United States and all of them will show that property.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Different from the UK, you're only going to find it on that one, right? Yeah, that true. one broker site.
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's crazy how this is different country to country. So, talking about the opportunity, what if? If this approach is catching on and everybody starts using it, I mean, from what I heard, it's like a win-win for for everybody in in the industry. But what is the big difference between before and after?
0: Yeah, so, and I like win-wins. I think that when we create or take a consumer-centric approach, if we think about all of the innovative unicorns of today, from Airbnb to Uber, Amazon, these consumer-centric solutions create a win-win. And that's what we wanted to do in real estate it looks like the real estate industry struggles with a win-win
1: why does somebody have to lose in this equation let me make a small interruption here bobby has made a critical remark that helped him to solve a large-scale problem in a remarkable way by looking at what's truly broken in the real estate and how this is holding the entire industry back by focusing on creating win-win he can remove the unfair barriers the friction in the process to help people get their dream home faster and cheaper this is illustrative of a trait that defines a remarkable software business they create new value possibilities instead of incrementally evolving old behavior And you can master this as well i have two options to get you started firstly read or listen to my book the remarkable effect you can find that on amazon.com or secondly get into action right away and surround yourself by a group of like-minded people tech founders, and CEOs that will help you not only remove your blind spot, but also help you explore new paths and sharpen your thinking. How? Just visit valueinspiration.com. Back to the interview.
0: And so automate that process, reduce the friction, try as much as possible to eliminate the data fragmentation. And then the more efficient you are at that, then save the consumer money, And if you're able to do those things correctly, then you will experience a volume of business that will allow you to make a lot of money. So we function under the premise that we could help consumers. We could make more money by saving consumers money. Sure. But the, the underneath current is that we have to be very automated and efficient in that approach. And that can be done when you're using technology the right way. So what makes DOS unique is that instead of using a graphical user interface with rectangular boxes and click boxes, we're able to empower people to speak, text, and type their utterances without being limited by the website, but to be able to empower the consumer to ask and get information in their own language, in their own way. 24-7 without a gatekeeper that uh-huh. has a website that says, hey, Tom, I'm going to take you only so far, and after you get this much information, it's going to trigger you to contact me. We're like, you know what? No, just allow the consumer to engage. Ask all your questions. And when you're ready, you know what it's like? It's like going into a store and you're shopping in a men's store. What's the first thing you do? You walk in the store and the beautiful gal says, hey, sir, how are you? What are you looking for? Can I help you? What's the first thing out of your mouth? Nope, I'm just looking. Exactly. Right? That's how this experience should be for real estate. Right now, I'm just looking. Why? Because I don't want you to come over here and start trying to sell me on shirts and I'm buying this whole wardrobe and then I go home and then I I come back and try to get a refund when you're not there because you sold me this information, right? You, You sold me. And so with that being said, We're in this situation of trying to allow and empower the consumer to be able to search and to be able to get the information they need and want without feeling like they're having to be rushed or sold to. That's the biggest difference with DOS.
1: Interesting. And especially also because you're talking about the voice, the whole voice revolution here. And I mean, congratulations, because you told me that you were rated by peers or by the industry to be one of the top voice companies around the world. Sorry about that. Exactly. But
0: think about it. You got a voice user interface. Two things. None of us have to learn how to talk. We all know how to talk and ask questions. Right? And then number two, we speak faster than we type. Exactly. So let's make this experience more humanistic. Let's allow people. That's the reason why our motto is, It's like having a realtor in your pocket. It's like, you know,
1: being able to talk to a human. That's what it feels like. Yeah, that's true. Talking about what sparked the idea and and why did you get actually started to bet on on voice rather than going the other direction? What is the journey there? The other direction is a crowded space,
0: right? The last thing we want to do is go into a crowded space, looking like everybody else, doing what everybody else is doing. But where this whole thing started with me was back in, 2011
1: Green. is
0: when I saw IBM Watson playing the two winningest players on Jeopardy.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was that moment that made me say, wow, that's cool. As these guys were playing against Watson and it was answering questions and and winning. And then a few months later, I saw Apple introduced the world to Siri. And it was at that moment that said, wow, what if I could pull my cell phone out and Like it's talking to a realtor and I'm able to ask it questions and it answers me and it drills down, has no desire to lie to me, mislead me, has no desire to sell to me, but just answer my questions and give me the information that I want. Without like going to Google and showing me a million results, but it allows me to deep dive into my answers. And so
1: we explored that and we went after that. And now we're here. Very cool. So you started your company in 2017. That's where you, well, you started to develop things and so on. So what did you do? First of all, the choice of voice, that was, that was one thing. And then you just explained why that was the case. What did you do to the platform to give it that remarkable effect, that remarkable value? I mean, what did you do different here technology-wise? So the thing that we had to do, the beautiful thing
0: about this type of technology is that it flourishes with data. True and again the thing about real estate is it probably has more data than just about any other industry in the world sure. again when you think that a property was built in the 50s or 60s 70s 80s for that matter and how many times it's been sold the price adjustments the neighborhood the area the gentrification you know the new construction all the things that are taking place in and around a community it's difficult to show all of that information on the current platforms. You would be scrolling forever trying to see that information. Yeah. But again, with an intelligent user interface, which is what we're building on, again, I'm able to deep dive directly into what I want to know. I'm asking a question. I don't want to search for the answer. I just want the answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and, and so, that's what we wanted to achieve with this development. And we're able to do that because we partnered with the best data providers in the United States and in Canada. Even one of our partners is in Barcelona. Um, really? um, yes. And so we have a beautiful team of engineers and developers and strategic partnerships around the world that's going to allow us to aggregate all of this data and information and technology into one place without the user or the consumer having to go visit three, four, five different websites yeah. just to get data on any one given property.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then also the kind of the risk of missing missing one out that could be the one because there are different it, platforms around. Exactly. Exactly. Last thing you want to do is miss out on your dream home because
0: you weren't able to quickly do the due diligence or, or you had to go filter through 600 properties that met your criteria because the criteria is so vague and basic on these other yeah. platforms. But if I could really drill down on my search and and come up with the ideal 10 properties, that saves me time in finding yeah. that, new, that, that
1: new. Yeah, exactly. Time and stress and yeah, and it's much more rewarding because you're always left with more questions. I mean, exactly. I've, I've I, I had a conversation today with someone and who just bought a house. I mean, I've moved four times in my life. I always liked the process, but it's always yeah, it's special. It's no matter how it's a stressful process.
0: I, I don't it care is. if you're paying I don't care if you're paying cash or you're pre-approved. It is a stressful process because you it envision is. you living in this property you you envision building memories in this property, whether it's with a wife, a significant other. You, you want this home because you, you've you envisioned and dreamed about this home. So that in itself, yeah. we're human and it's stressful.
1: That's true. Yeah, it's that, that human aspect, that emotion that's connected to that, where the way it's presented up to now is very is very transactional. I completely agree with you. Exactly. So, I mean, in those three years, what I'm always interested in is also from a product strategy perspective, what has been a really important decision that that you had to make but you could go left or right what decision turned out really really well for you that's a good one immediately what pops in my mind is so
0: interesting our initial mindset was this it was really following the airbnb amazon uber model how do Uh you become the biggest in the industry without owning the assets yeah how do we become the biggest transportation in the the world without owning any cars. How do we become the biggest retail giant without owning any stores? Amazon. Same thing with hotels for Airbnb. Our initial goal was, how do we become the biggest real estate brokerage in the world without having any realtors, any estate agents? And we started on that journey, but then we realized in that process that we had to, very similar to Amazon's adjustment. We have to control the end-to-end experience. We have to control the end-to-end experience. And so at the beginning of this year, in the pursuit of that, we changed from 100% going to partner with any brokerage in exchange for the consumer. We decided to launch our own brokerage. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a hybrid of having our own agents, our own DOS realtors on the ground in the markets that we expand to. But if we don't have agents in that market, we'll partner with a Keller Williams or a REMax, you know, or a Century 21. And so we're going to take a more of a hybrid approach now instead of a pure partnering approach. And that
1: proved to be a very, very smart move for us this year. So what was the difference? And why was this move so, so smart? Because we're
0: now able to control the pricing. Uh-huh. Steve. So with our own agents, we're better able to control the pricing and the experience. We're able to train our agents about the quality of experience that we want them to provide to our clients that are patronizing our platform. And so that became very pivotal for us in 2020 and has proved to be one of the best decisions we've made thus far with the company.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. Talking about 2020, we are currently still in the in the midst of the big pandemic. How has that turned out to you? Is that, Has it been a blessing or a, or a curse? We've been fortunate. It's been a blessing for
0: us. This has been the biggest year for us since we've launched. And the cool thing about our approach is a few things is the better you're able to automate things, the you play into the touchless era that we're in right now via the pandemic. But also with that, People are more conscious of how they spend their money because of the pandemic, and yeah. so it kind of played right into where we're at. But yeah, this has been a great year for us, Stratospheric, and we're excited about what twenty twenty one is to bring.
1: Yeah, I can imagine it's sort of all the pieces of the puzzle come together and multiple yes. forces join to make this go up. Were there any surprising byproducts that sort of came? without you actually expecting them out of the development process.
0: Yeah, I would say in terms of some of the data providers, it's amazing some of the beautiful data that's out there that, that yeah. can make this experience that we're building and developing, that it could really, really make search granular in a way that a human doesn't have the capacity to regurgitate and deliver information to the consumer we've been fortunate enough to be approached by some awesome data providers throughout the country, throughout the world, around the world, that had it not been for them approaching us about their unique data sets, we wouldn't have known about them and that we're now integrating into our development. And so it's amazing. Some of the data that's out there that people just don't know, but that we want to know about, you know, Can you you Um, give an example? So so, like the data about quiet streets, the data about (laughs) is this area, does it have a lot of rodents? (laughs) You know, in places like New York and probably even Europe, I want to make sure what's the rodent count. I I don't want to deal with stuff like that. Or again, the data of, you know, if you want to live in a certain socioeconomic area where there are a lot of maybe LGBTQ or I want to live in an area where it's a lot of married couples. I mean, you know, we're able to tap into data sources that will allow somebody. And there's certain data that we can't. You know, it's just illegal for us to. I can't say, hey, I want to live in a neighborhood and it's all Asian people. Right. I can't. You know, as a search platform, we can't do that. But there are other things that people can search by that will make their search experience more domestic and personal yeah. to really zone in on a place where they would like to live and, and raise a family. Stuff like that. It's exciting to see our development become even bigger and better than
1: what we envisioned. Yeah. Because it's like you start adding it to it, like and, and, and exactly. once, once you got these two together, you can do something else again. It's, uh, it's fascinating how it can evolve from it, there.
0: For example, even in the Asian community, what, well, you know, if I believe in Feng Shui, I want that, front door to face a certain way. You know, there's certain things that I want that don't currently exist with the current search portal. So if I'm able to say, hey no, Doss, hey Doss, show me all the houses that are three, four hundred thousand dollars and the door faces south, right? To that culture, right, of people that's important to them. So yeah. how can we take Indian, Asian, different cultures and races and religions and take their unique needs into consideration in their searching for a home. And that's that's what makes this thing further, furthermore unique than any of our
1: competitors. Yeah, that's where you get the real experience. Exactly. Well, I mean, talking about that, I mean, I'm I'm a big, my whole business is all around the word remarkable. I wrote this book, The Remarkable Effect. There you go. I love Um, it. And what I'm always interested here in, and I mean, I'm going to ask you the question as well. What do you believe is the secret to build a remarkable software business, one that lasts forever? I think
0: that first things first is you have to create something that people want and need.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So out the gate, that's my answer. Second to that is to be prepared to pay attention for continuous evolution in order to keep up with the needs and wants of the consumer yeah so it's it's one thing to create what they need and to listen to them and to watch their behaviors but also to stay relevant the ability to evolve with those needs and wants because they will change people do change and then there may not be people changing it could be pandemics that present itself that forces the hand of change. Yeah, yeah. And so being agile is another thing. The third thing, creating an agile solution. I think if you do those things, I think you can have a beautiful business and solution that could be around for a long time.
1: Yeah, it's so basic, you know, needs and creating from the needs, create something that they actually want, and then yeah, keep in the loop so yep. that. You're always one step ahead of them. It doesn't have to be like, not everything has to be earth-shocking, the greatest thing since sliced bread. It just needs to be exceeding expectations as they are expecting it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So what do you you see as, what has been a real big obstacle that you had to overcome in this period? I can't even say that it was the technology.
0: The technology exists. The objective was to just really put some smart people around it and figure it out but I will probably say the biggest obstacle was overcoming the limitations of some of the other technologies that went mainstream case in point, Alexa, Alexa is very limited. Our issue was overcoming its limitations because we were able to develop our solution we believe, in a more superior way and experience that isn't limited to what their objective for that solution is. Mm-hmm, true. They, they created their solution for their purposes. We're able to create ours for our use case, which is real estate. Yeah. But the perception of people of thinking that voice is gimmicky because the limitations of Alexa.
1: Yeah.
0: And so we had to really work hard to build a solution that radiated, just, just was that exuded our use case. And then in, on top of that, our messaging, we really had to evolve the messaging of our company and our brand. And because people weren't quite under, like, what are you creating again? Okay. Explain that to me. So we really had to drill in on the simplicity of our messaging. It reminds me of my of my father telling me, and he said, "Hey, son, I need you to understand you can't go to people talking like a rocket scientist. Only other rocket scientists can understand that guy. You need to talk like a truck driver. Everybody can understand him, including the rocket scientist. So what we had to do was really soften our message and talk like a truck driver right to people about." It's it's the case in point of them saying, talk to me, explain it like I'm a fifth grader or a five-year-old. It's just the same exact messaging.
1: Exactly. That's true. And it's so hard. Um, It really
0: is because you're so close to it. Yeah, true. So close to it, to where you want to give this very sexy, scientific rendition of a descriptor, if you will, instead of saying, okay, and that's why we now say, you know, DOS is a digital real estate assistant. That's like having a realtor in your pocket. It's like having a real estate
1: agent in your. pocket. How more difficult does it need to be? I mean, and it's a visual it. picture in your head, almost like Steve Jobs said. It's a thousand songs in your pocket. You have a real estate exactly. in your, a real estate agent in your pocket, and it's like, hey, the moment I need, I need a new house. That's the trigger. I need it. I need. I need exactly that.
0: Exactly, you got it. Yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly it's yeah i mean these are the the stories that in my book i've got a a whole a whole chapter on it Trade number nine remarkable software businesses sell the idea not the product and you're selling the idea with this and these ideas the moment they are sticky and they're well then they are repeated and that's where growth comes from i mean you cannot market against that when people are starting to talk about the experience they had and how simple it is that's essential
0: it is you know what was also interesting was this and I'll share this nugget with you as well. Another good friend of mine, mentor, a best-selling author. His name is Bob Berg, who wrote "The Go Giver: The Five Rules to Stratospheric Success." Okay. And so in, one of, in one of our conversations, he said this to me. He said, "Bobby, I want to ask you a question." And I said, "Okay." He said, "What real estate brokerage makes people feel good, and or feel good about themselves?" And I, I thought I didn't want to be partial. So I sat there for a second and I paused and I said, wow, none of them. And he exactly. Said, the companies of the future are going to be the companies that figure out how to make people feel good and feel good about themselves, though. That will be the great companies of the future. And then I couldn't help but immediately go to Amazon. And if you think of their marketing, if you think of their messaging, if you think of the smiley faces in the boxes, the boxes singing during Christmas, you can't help but smile when you see this commercial. It makes you feel good about yourself. And so one of the things we want to do at DOS with that mission statement of making home ownership in America and around the world more affordable is we want to make people feel good about themselves. And he's spot on.
1: I mean, and you're spot on as well. I mean, and I would like—I mean, you would tell that to me. I would want to have that, and that's how, that's how it works. It's as simple as that. We yes. so often forget about that. We just keep it so transactional. That's where really where really the opportunity is. So, what are you most proud of achieving so far? It's the collective experience. It's seeing something almost
0: a decade ago, yeah. and holding on to that idea, and with every fiber of my being. And with enough ounces of obsession, sticking to that idea, not giving up on that idea, feeding that idea, selling that idea to who are now friends and developers and engineers, who we all now have a united and collective burning desire to see this idea come to pass and to see people that experience it via the demo that are at awe and wowed by the experience yeah that's like being a poet or a singer standing on stage singing from your heart hoping that your audience enjoys your masterpiece wow
1: shivers (laughs) and you're just selling houses here come on Right. Now, this is, I mean, that's why I invited you to my podcast. I saw, I saw that story in there, and it's this is worth to be shared, and it gives people a lot of inspiration about how how things can be done. We're reaching the top of the hour, and uh, yes. and, and we would love to to have a lot of hours of talking here, but at some point where we need to go to towards an end. So, <laughs> if, from from your experience as an entrepreneur, from all the tidbits of wisdom that you've gathered, what advice would you give people that want to? put new life into their software business or want to start a software business, what what advice would you give them? You know, do, do your research. You have to make sure that
0: what it is you're thinking about building, that there's a market for it, that people would want it, that it could live up to the promise of technology and save people time and money. To then be relentless about the execution of it. None of it matters if there is not a drill sergeant behind it to ensure that not only do you have the right minds, the, the right beautiful minds behind the development of it that will help leverage your idea and vision, that will enhance your idea and vision, but to get a lot of feedback from people you know, like, and trust. And I think if you do that and you develop that and you're meticulous with that, then I I don't think there's anything that can stop you from accomplishing it. And most importantly, and lastly, because this ingredient is more important than any idea and it's called timing. My mentor said, Too early and too late are both called bad timing. Exactly. And so what you have to do is figure out is your idea is the time now or do you need to develop now getting ready for when you believe the right timing is, Yeah. but timing is bigger than your idea. And if you figure out how to align
1: the two, then you have a winning ingredient. Exactly. Yeah, it's a topic that comes back a number of times in my book. I mean, in my book, I talk, I make the analogy with big wave surfing. I mean, you can imagine if you're talking about big wave surfing, that timing is everything because everything. being being too late is is killing. It's really yeah. killing. So it's Brilliant. kind of make sure all the forces join up, build your wave behind you, and spot on with timing, and then and then you're off. And it's something that you can that you can learn and that you can work on. Really, really good advice. So what is next for you? So
0: what's next is for us to launch our development in February. So we're excited about that. We're excited to show the true potential of voice technology Yeah. in a way that we believe that it's never been showcased ever before. in one of the largest industries that is ripe for evolution, that's ripe for change. And we're glad to have an opportunity a practical and viable opportunity at that to be able to push that forward. So I would say everybody look forward to seeing DOS in February. We're launching February 8th to be exact at noontime central standard, you know, Took follow us. <laughs> yes. Follow us Stay in, in
1: tune and we'll be in your neighborhood and state soon. So I'm excited. Good. Where can people go and find out more about DOS or to say hi to you? Yeah.
0: So Twitter is at Ask DOS now. For me, I'm on LinkedIn at Bobby Bryant, and so would love to connect. If anybody would ever want to email me, I'm an open book. I believe in paying it forward, so my email address is Bobby
1: with a Y at askdoss.com. Very, very good. Well, thank you very much, Bobby, for this inspiring interview. I love your energy, and that's how it started, and that's how it ends. You really build up momentum here. I like the way you approached it. I like the examples that you gave around how you did things different technology-wise and how things can become better and better if you have the right vision in place. So yeah, thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoy. It was a pleasure. Yes, sir. And this ends my conversation with Bobby. I hope you enjoyed it. And if so, please leave a review on iTunes. And if it inspired you, please share it with other tech entrepreneurs on the mission that you have in your network. Other than that, thanks for tuning in today. I had the honor to speak to Bobby Bryant, founder and CEO of DOS. As said, the goal that I have in this podcast is twofold. Firstly, to inspire new forms of value creation by sharing compelling ideas and stories about the potential we can unlock when technology and people blend in the right way. And secondly, share experiences from tech entrepreneurs like you about what is required to create a remarkable software business and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Before I close, I have two more comments to make. If you know other tech entrepreneurs on a mission that have a story worth sharing, please send me an email at ton.dobby at valueinspiration.com. Building the momentum all starts with revealing the ideas. And that starts with you. And if you want to know more about my book or you're interested in joining the Remarkable Effect tribe, please visit my website at www.valueinspiration.com. Thanks for tuning in. And you could do me a big favor by rating the podcast on iTunes or provide me with your feedback directly. I'll see you shortly on a new episode.
0: That's what